athletes and friends, welcome to the Woven Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and this is my co-host. What's up, everyone? It's Stevie. And we are here to champion the athlete's mental game before, during, and after their athletic careers and performances. So let's jump in. What's happening, Woven Athlete community? Back again, and we have a few updates before we jump into today's podcast. Uh, Something super cool that just happened is uh, in phase one of launching Woven Athlete as a nonprofit 501c3, uh, we are raising $22,000. And Mm -hmm. uh, the cool news is that we just raised a thousand dollars. And we just got the paperwork going for 501c3 status. Yeah. So it's happening. It's it's literally happening. And uh, it's because I know a few people that have said we want to help get you guys started. So yeah. huge shout out and thank you to those who have uh, joined us along the journey of raising uh, the funds for phase one. Uh, if you want to be a part of that and help us get this thing officially done, phase one fully funded, yeah. uh, super simple. We'll leave uh, that information for you in the show notes of this uh, podcast. But yeah, this podcast is awesome. So Stevie today, who did we bring on? Yeah, today we brought on Nicole Miracle. Nicole Miracle, man. She was someone we've been wanting to have on from the beginning. And Nick, I have to say, <laughs> I mean, I like I like all of our episodes, but I, I have to say this one <laughs> might be one of my favorites. Oh, <laughs> this one might be one of my favorites. It was just a really cool. I feel like she got really candid. Um, I had never met Nicole. You have. Mm-hmm. But today was the first time I had met Nicole. So it was just really cool to hear more of her story and to her journey her, yeah her journey and to hear her heart and hear more about dream team and mm-hmm. elevate and all the things so yeah so for anyone listening who whatever background is sport you get to hear from a world champion today you get to hear from a uh, person who has started a team um, yeah. and she has uh, just a massive resume of accomplishments and uh, she's also had to go through an ACL tear and injury. And so, yeah. well, and a lot of different injuries we find injuries. out today, we'll find out but in the most recently the ACL. So you get to learn about resilience. And I think every athlete needs to understand this for themselves or for the people that they compete with is that yeah. it is hard to come back from in injuries. It is, it's, it's one thing to do the challenge. It's another to be challenged and still do the challenge. And yeah. she has just not given up. And so I'm stoked. I think we should just jump in. Yeah, let's do it. Nicole, so nice for you to join us on the Woven Athlete Podcast. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah, we've been wanting to have you since we started it. We just feel like you're such a unique, uh, you have such a unique role in obstacle racing and then you you're a climber I like climbing and then you got an injury obviously but right before the injury you had the world title and all the things so mm-hmm. we've been wanting to have you have you on for a while so we're stoked this happened yeah sweet yeah lots to talk about <laughs> I know it was uh I'm glad we finally were able to make it happen there's just between all the different races going on and then I just it's fun to to see you. I mean, you're you are always on to the next thing. It's it's exciting. Like you're like, I gotta go rock climbing. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like it's so fun. I'm like, what did you do today? What was on your list today of training? Um, so today I did just uh, an easy six mile trail run. 
okay. um, relatively flat. I did a workout, like a harder run yesterday. Oh, so cool. today was just like, kind of like recovery. And then, um, and then I went to the climbing gym and I climbed for a couple hours. Um, oh, yeah. also pretty easy. Cause I was just a little climbing. bit tired. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then I went and did a really short plyo session, plyometric. So oh, cool. kind of more kind of like rehab for my knee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I cut it short because, uh, my knee is a little bit swollen from everything I did yesterday. And oh, I just right. like really wasn't having the plyos today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're like, all right. Let's and just... you probably have to still manage that, right? Like, is it worth totally. pushing it or should I just hold off so I, I can recover quicker? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's still kind of a hard balance to find. Um, and I, I go a lot by like my swelling basically. So okay. if I have mm-hmm. a lot of knee swelling, then it's like not wise to, to run on like a really technical trail or yeah. like to really go out, get after the plyos, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. things that, that might be a little bit more like explosive and like yeah. somewhat risky for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But it probably feels great for things to kind of start turning around. Um, for anyone who has been following Nicole's story, um, it's been awesome to see the different types of posts that you've been doing. I'm sure, have you, so back, let's rewind, mm-hmm. um, ACL injury, we're going to talk all things, but ACL injury yeah. happened a year ago and uh, you had surgery and you're on the road to recovery. Um, but uh, have you noticed, have people, have other people reached out to you about ACL recovery and like, has that kind of become like a cool thing to be able to speak into? Like, you're like, this sucks, but now I'm actually giving advice to people. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, yeah. Since my injury, I've, I've had phone calls with several different women in the, mm. the whole OCR world that have, that have torn their, their ACLs as well. And just reached out to me on like Instagram. Mm. Um, usually not really looking for like a full conversation, but because kind of, because I didn't really have um, I didn't have like many people to talk to you about it just because, you know, there wasn't like another like big name in our sport that had torn their ACL. Yeah. Um, and there's not a lot of runners that tear their ACLs. Yeah. And so it was like kind yeah. of hard for me to find someone that had like gone through it and was willing to talk to me. And so, um, so yeah, when these women reach out to me, I'm like, Hey, like you want to jump on a quick phone call? Because like, you know, like I, I just like have been there and I know it's so nice to talk to somebody who's like been on the other side. <laughs> so, mm, yeah. um, yeah. So I've actually talked to several people and, and kind of realized that it's like more common than we probably think. Um, it's just that I'm the only one that's like, or not really even I've, I'm like one of the first ones at like the elite level that have, that has torn their ACLs. Um, but Lacey actually, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's another elite athlete who, um, tore her ACL about like a month or so before mine. So we were, we, we've been kind of like on the, a very similar tract. Um, our recoveries have been very different and I don't know. Um, I know she, she stopped, um, like regular, um, PT quite a bit earlier. Um, a lot of people stop at like six months just because like insurance kind of, um, stops then. And so I think she, she decided to like continue her PT on her own and, and to get back into racing sooner. Whereas, um, you know, I've taken kind of a different approach and, um, have chosen to be a little bit more cautious. And I don't even want to say that because like, you know, my body's just probably in a different place than her body is. (laughs) So it may be totally Totally. appropriate for her (laughs) to be racing. Um, that's not what I meant, but 
we yeah. just have, yeah, different, different kind of um, yeah. recovery stories. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool. Cause we're in a series co- right now called mind. Yes. Body. No. When the, <laughs> mind, when the mind is saying yes. And the body's like, you shouldn't do that probably. And like, we got to talk with John Howard a few weeks ago on just, you know, if you're, if you make the wrong choice, it's going to hurt. So it takes like a lot of discipline to, um, say no when your mind is saying yes like to tell your body to back off it's a discipline and uh and you probably had to do that a lot i mean it's it's clear when you can see the body physically you know inflammation building around the injury you're like oh i should probably back down but then you know after a year long of time you know how is that (laughs) have you been wanting to jump back into do you feel like you're like the needles pushing forward and you're like, I want to go, but I'm going to just still hold a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I hear a lot of people, um, tell me like, Oh my gosh, like you're being so patient. That's so awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, great. and I'm like, thank you. But yeah. some of it <laughs> is just that, um, it, this is, this is an injury unlike any other one I've ever had before, yeah. um, where, there's been points in the recovery process that it's just absolutely impossible to, (laughs) to like, it's impossible to like, will my body to do a certain movement. So for instance, like, um, after ACL surgery for most people, um, depending on what kind of surgery you have, your quad shuts down Mm -hmm. and, um, it's a struggle no matter what to get it to fire again. And for me, I had a quad tendon graft taken. And so I, because I had a piece of my quad taken, it was even harder to get my quad to fire again. And so there were certain, like along the way, there's been certain movements that, um, that like my quad, you know, no matter how, like, no matter how many squats I do, or like no matter lunges, like my quad is just not firing. It's like, it's a Mm -hmm. kind of amazing how, how your body can like compensate and like protect an area and just, and just be like, nope, we're just not going to use it. And no, and like, no matter what I did, like, it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. Um, and so part of like the, the patience, if you want to call it that is like, um, you know, like if I went to try to like run down a hill at first, um, my quad wasn't working. (laughs) It was doing, (laughs) it was doing none of the work. And so it was like, my hamstring was just like grabbing like a ton. Um, so it was like super dysfunctional, I guess. And so it's almost like it's easier to back off when you're like, Oh yeah, something is really not right in this this movement. And so I've had, had a lot of instances in that, that like something like that has happened. Mm -hmm. Um, and where it's just been like super apparent that like, my body's not moving correctly. And it's like, it's not like utilizing this, like the normal muscles it should, um, or something is just kind of like, you know, like I'm tiptoeing downhill because I can't, I can't actually like bear weight on my leg. Um, so, so that's, that's like, that was a really frustrating part of, part of the recovery was like going through the process of like trying to get my quad to fire again. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I, I'm in a much better place where, where like, even if my quad, even if it's like, everything is really fatigued, like everything is still kind of working at least. (laughs) So, um, you know, I might slow down, but like, it's not, it's not this like alarm that's like, Oh, like you're not using it correctly at all. So it's almost like a harder place because now I do have to be, 
I, you, I have to like use more discernment, right? Because, because mm-hmm. I kind of can push a little bit too much now. Um, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm now kind of like relearning my body again and kind of seeing like, seeing what limits I have, seeing like, you know, I'll go do a strength session and I'll be like, oh, that was great. And the next day I'll be like, oh, that was too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so, and yeah, so I don't know. It's just, there's been like these different types of like periods in the recovery Mm -hmm. where, you know, sometimes things just weren't working at all. And, um, and I almost had to, you know, in some cases still go through the motion. Like, even though my quad wasn't working, I still needed to like do squats and do some lunges and kind of like know that at some point it was going to get on board (laughs) and like I was going to work through the scar tissue I had that was really limiting it. Um, and then there's a period again where I was like, I was trying to run and like, you know, you you could, you could look at me and tell that I was limping. Um, and I, and I really, you know, I could try my hardest, but I couldn't get it to go away. Like it was just due to a strength deficit. And, um, and kind of had to, to work through that. And that was hard too, because I'd go for these runs and the movement would feel so bizarre. Like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not running. (laughs) And I, (laughs) and I was like, I just don't know, like, is this, is this good for me to do? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's really so confusing, especially for someone who is a runner. Like that was what you did. And then now you're like, what? Am I allowed to? Yeah. And why am I not? I want to, I know I can, but then now I can't. Yeah. yeah. It was really like relearning how to run and relearning how to walk and yeah. cool. Yeah. You're like, okay. all right, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it takes an incredible level of resilience yeah. to be able to like approach the trailhead or the gym and to like know where your mind has been physically and your body has been physically, but like had to have to lower that standard, but not overreach in the midst of lowering that standard for what your body can handle at that time. Like the amount of resilience it takes is something that, uh, you know, we really want to dig into is like for Nicole miracle. Uh, one of the things that, uh, we wanted to kind of talk about too, is like, what does self-compassion kind of look like for you um, in this season? You know, as we talk about the mind and therapy and psychology and stuff, it's so hard to have that self-compassion, you know, going through any kind of season, but what has worked for you, would you say, kind of in the the past couple months? Um, I'm trying to think. So, Mm-hmm. it's interesting. Like you, that's not really something that I think a lot of athletes talk about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, that's kind of why we want to bring that topic up because it's not something talked about often, but it is something that yeah. should be talked about. More. I think, especially in, in a sport like obstacle racing, where there's a lot of language surrounding, like, you know, working hard and like pushing through and Great. Um, digging <laughs> deeper and things like that. Um, which, which is definitely not always what you want to do if you're being mindful. Um, and if you're trying to perform at a high level, um, and being intentional about your training, um, like sometimes it, it takes the opposite, (laughs) like it takes, takes self-compassion to be like, you know what the smart thing to do today is to rest 
yeah. or, yeah. you know, um, yeah. yeah. And I, I think the last couple months, how that's shown up for me is, um, being, I guess being patient or trying to be patient with, with how slow the recovery process has been, mm-hmm. um, and not feeling like I'm at the place where I should be. Um, yeah. because I definitely did not expect to, to be in a position where I'm still not racing off the racing. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing a little bit of trail <laughs> now, yeah. but, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not clear to race OCR yet and I'm not there yet. So, yeah. um, so that was really hard getting to like May and June and realizing that like it wasn't going to happen right then. Sure. So, um, definitely had to, to like step back and, and frame it in a way that was like, well, let's put everything into perspective. Like I'm at a point right now where I'm, where training looks pretty normal and that's awesome because yeah. a month ago it didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like, yeah, having things in perspective helps a lot. Yeah. Um, Finding the positive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, I'm also used to having a higher, like general training volume of, um, climbing quite a bit, like five days a week and then running like 40 to 60 miles a week. Um, and typically cross training a little bit on top of that too, like either in the pool or on the bike a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's another thing that I've had to, I've had to, to let go of any kind of expectation of how much I should be working because, mm-hmm. um, because everything needs to be for, for the purpose of improving my knee. And, and so actually like recently I've, I've, um, I've been limiting how much I'm climbing because everything is, is a stress. And Mm -hmm. I was, I realized like climbing, especially overhanging climbing was taxing my hamstrings and, and I, and I thought it was negatively contributing to my, to my rehab and to my running in general. So So I, I decided to back off of that a bit. And so now I'm only climbing, I've only been climbing like once a week for the last several weeks. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be, you know, paying off in terms of my hamstring health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's good, but you know, that, that was, um, it was different and it definitely could like bring up feelings of like, oh, I'm not doing as much as I used to. I'm not not working, you know, as hard as I was before, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just not feeling like you're doing enough. And, um, but, but really when I, when I go and like do a workout or when I, um, you know, go to the, go to the gym and do strength, like I'm seeing improvement. And I know that my, my fitness level is actually very good for, for like where I am. And so that's just kind of like how I, I've been able to like keep be okay with my training volume and yeah. be, um, be okay doing a little bit less. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. I feel like it's so nice to hear just like a, a real, a reality or the truth behind just, um, where someone is when it comes to, uh, the, the difficulty of like a big injury and then what that does. Cause like we were saying, you were, your volume of training was so high and now you have to, um, walk and navigate through what it looks like to change it and to lower it a little bit, all in efforts to, to healing your knee. I'm curious to know what was the story. Do you think that was going through Nicole's 
head during, and it could even start like, okay, backtrack, you won worlds in 2019. And then, so you're at like the peak of your, your career is what it seems. That's when we started following along more was around that year. And then 2020 hit and we all know what happened there. (laughs) And then you tore your ACL. So you haven't really been able to actually race since you won a world, a world championship. Um, and so then what, what was the story do you think going through Nicole's head when that happened? And then as you navigated it through, and then how do you feel like you've been able to, I don't know, I guess navigate or, or speak into that for yourself, or are you still trying to figure that out? Um, I think it's easy (laughs) to fall into a trap of like self-pity. Um, and, and some of that kind of, kind of goes back like a a, a ways. So like, um, you know, in in high school, I had a lot of success. I was pretty much had the option of going to any university I wanted to on a full ride. Um, but in a lot of ways I didn't reach my goals in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was like shy of running under, um, under 450 in the mile. And, mm-hmm. um, because my, my last season I developed severe asthma. I I've always had asthma, but mm-hmm. then my, in my last season in high school, um, my asthma got way worse to the point that I went from having these like pretty lofty goals to, um, to not even winning my, my small private school division, um, track like 800 meter and and mile races, um, which like I had won by 10, I'd won, I'd won the 800 by 10 seconds the previous year. (laughs) So it was like, it was like a, like a really big upset This this girl who ended up actually going to race with me. Um, and we're, we're great friends now. Um, she beat me at our like championship race and it was just like, like I had no idea that was going to, yeah. So anyway, so long story short, like I had like a pretty upsetting end of my high school career, yeah. um, and didn't reach the goals I wanted to. And then I went to college and, and throughout college, um, I had a few like, kind of like small injuries here and there. And then, um, and had, you know, had, had a lot of success as well. Like I, um, so I, I ran a fast enough time to make it to the Olympic trials one year but then oh, wow. I had a really bad ankle sprain. And so I wasn't able to run at the trials. Mm-hmm. And then the following year I, um, was ranked fifth in the nation in the steeplechase. Um, right. and I, I ran the regional race. I qualified, but I broke my foot during the race, um, oh. on the second to last water jump. <laughs> and so, so then I didn't, I didn't go to nationals. And, mm-hmm. and so I, so I was never an all American, so that was like, kind of, you know, my goal was to be an all American. I yeah. thought like, um, I wanted to run the trials, like, you know, didn't, didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and then my final year at rice, I tore my labrum in my hip. And okay. so then I didn't even race the steeplechase at all that year. And I, yeah. I was like, I was just like keeping my body together, like barely raced basically. So yeah. kind of left, left college, like a little dissatisfied as well. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't reach these big goals that I had. And then and then coming into, um, to obstacle racing, like, I don't know how much, you know, of my, my background, but when I started, I, I immediately had, had some, some good races where I was like top five at the U S national or one of the U S series races. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my season was just like up and down, up and down. Like I'd have a good race. And then I'd like, 
really struggle and I'd have a good race. And then I would like have this double sandbag carry that just like completely stopped me in my tracks. Like I didn't think I was going to finish the race. Um, (laughs) and so, and it, and it took me a long time to really figure out the sport and, and really figure out like how to, how to strength train, um, in a way that was like functional and would translate to racing. Um, cause I was, I was just like, you know, I was coming to the sport as like a pretty small runner that didn't have like all enough, like muscle mass basically to like, yeah. to do the heavy carries. And so, um, anyway, so basically it, it took me quite a while to figure, to figure all, all the, the complexities of the sport out, um, and to, to be able to, to be consistent in training and, and not have like constant injuries. Cause yeah. that was also something that a lot of people don't realize. Like I have dealt with like a lot of little kind of injuries, um, mm-hmm. along the way. And so, so winning the world championships, um, in 2019 almost felt like, oh man, I finally did it. Oh, like, so cool. you know, like I've, I've come like, I've come short, like in high school, I've come short in college yeah. and like, you know, now, like, like I finally made this like big accomplishment that I wanted to do. Um, wow. yeah. so, so that's kind of like, yeah, that's how like that ended <laughs> that season ended. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and excited. then, so and then, yeah, we, <laughs> well, then, like, yeah. then we had like two years of nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, um, well, at least you ended on high. <laughs> I know. I know. So I do think that like having, like having this injury and, and going forward with it, um, one, you know, I, I have accomplished like one of my huge goals for, for yeah. my athletic career. And so I think in a way that's kind of helpful. <laughs> Yeah. Um, cause it's, it's not like I have, I don't feel like this, like kind of constant need to like prove myself, I guess, as much as I did before. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then, and then also I've, I've been through some major injuries before, yeah. um, mainly my, my hip injury after college yeah. and, and that, you know, that caused me to walk away from my sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it caused me to like really have to, to be an advocate for myself and to like really not just like kind of go with like what doctors were telling me or like, um, like more so like dig into things myself and like figure out my body more. Um, and, and so, and and then, yeah, I've also like, you know, because of that injury, like had to walk away from running at all for like considerable amount of time. So, so when I had this injury, I just felt really prepared. I felt like, like I've, I've been here before in, in some way, like not this exact injury, but like oh. I've, I've dealt with similar things before. Um, and so going into it, like I kind of, in some ways I knew how to like mentally prepare. I think like yep. I knew to expect like my body to change and to like, um, to be proactive about it in a way that was like, I'm not going to be shocked when I like, you know, detrain and, and put on weight because like, yeah that's going to happen and it should happen. (laughs) So it should happen for like, for my health and for like my injury recovery. Um, so that, I think that that made it. Anyone listen to that. Like Like, some people get so overwhelmed at that statement. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And that's the, another form of the self-compassion you were talking about before is like, you are okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you, okay. You had to detrain, you're gaining weight you are okay. Like you, the, the, the person of Nicole or the person of whoever fill in the blank, 
you are okay. And regardless of what the situation is, you are still, as a person, you're still okay. And like you said, you need this. You Mm -hmm. need to be able to let yourself do that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it can, it's hard. It's definitely, it's hard to be, to go from like a very fit state to then feeling like, um, you know, your body's changing and you're, you don't, you don't feel as fit. You don't feel as like maybe, um, like productive or, um, you know, some people like put a lot of worth, like, I mean, yeah, I think we all do put like, you know, a lot of like satisfaction in like being like, oh yeah, I worked, I did the, got this done today. And like, um, (laughs) What, so, is release? Yeah. what is that chemical release after the, you finish uh, over? The, the, after serotonin yeah, the, or something like that? Yeah, the dopamine know. hit. Yeah. <laughs> dopamine, there it is. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, after you finish a workout, like, that's huge for me. Like, that's why I love training is, like, you know, early in the morning, it's crispy outside and the sun's rising and you finish your workout, like, before anyone's awake and you're just, like... <sighs> like you feel like you get more oxygen in your body. It's like this feeling of like, yes, I did something accomplishment. So totally, it's a lot um, to, to have to put that on the shelf for sure. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was definitely practice or I guess I, I knew knowing how long the injury was going to be. I, that's one thing I sat down and I thought, okay, like, am I going to try to like, you know, kill myself in the pool on the bike for like hours a day. Um, is that going to be good for my recovery? Um, and, and, you know, the answer was no, like I'm going to, I'm going to get in the pool every day. I'm going to like, cause I I wanted to do something that would, would make me feel good. And I would be, I would look forward to. Yeah. And, and so I was like, okay, I, I can like, I can approach the pool for 45 minutes to an hour every day. Um, yeah. or most days. And, and that's going to be something that I'm going to look forward to it. It's going to be good for me. It's going to be good for my knee, yeah. but it's not going to put me in a state of like, you know, a caloric deficit or like, you know, like I'm not gonna be super stressed from it. And so, um, that was like my approach. And I like, that's kind of like what I set out to do. And, um, knowing that it was going to be such a long recovery back that I was going to, I was going to have more than enough time to gain back my fitness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's consistency, long game. And, you know, um, it's clear that what you've done with this is you've turned it into a pretty awesome positive because not only are you posting your workouts and going ACL recovery, this is what you do. And like all these awesome things, like I'm, I'm looking at some of this stuff going like, cause I'm in physical therapy too, for some, I like really hurt my patellar tendon a while ago. Oh. And some of the workouts that my physical therapist was having me do is like, oh my gosh, I've seen Nicole do these before. Like, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So you're being super proactive about like, like you said, advocating for yourself, but as you're advocating for yourself, um, I think other people are getting to experience that as well. So not only are you doing that, but then we look at, you know, with what you know and your knowledge and world championship status and stuff, you're like, I'm going to start a team for ladies. <laughs> Like when did that, did that start uh, before world championships or was that something, how did that start in the midst? Was that before Um, your injury or after your injury? It, I, I started it before the injury. Yeah. Um, it, I actually had the idea back in early 2020 and I, I even like, I pitched it to a company. Um, I, but then we all know what happened. Like COVID mm-hmm. hit and, and everyone was like closed doors and the whole world. Shut <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So I was like, I was, I was in the process of like trying to like 
you know, solidify what it was going to be, like, see if I could get like, um, like a, one of my sponsors essentially, or to, to kind of like really like go into the endeavor with me. Um, and then, yeah. And then like, you know, that, that sponsor, like kind of like pulled back from everything and, um, you know, like that didn't happen. And so, so then I went into 2021 and, um, I think especially like, you know, because a lot of companies were like tighter on the purses, um, and I didn't have anything like physical to show for this project. Um, you know, I, like I couldn't really get any support for it, uh, any like support, like any like financial support, I guess. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and so, but I was able, you know, like I put together like a, a bunch of my, my friends and, and people in the, in the obstacle and running community that are these like experts at, um, at nutrition or, you know, like dietitians that we have the, the mental performance coaches that we have, oh, um, just kind of like try to like use my friends and my connections to, to build this team of women. Um, and they were really on board. And then all of my, basically all my sponsors were like happy to give like product to the team. Um, and so then I was like, okay, like I still want to give like a stipend to all the athletes. Cause I think that's like an important piece of it. Yeah. Um, and at the time I was, yeah, like I, I really wanted to have like a little bit more financial stability from like, you know, someone else kind of providing that mm-hmm. piece, but I was like, I just have to do it. Like, yeah, I, I, I have to do it. And then like, yeah. and then see like where it can go and, um, and see if like, I can get more support after that. So, Super um, cool. so then yeah, launched in early 2021, um, and I mean, it's, it's been awesome. It's been really cool to, to be able to support some women in OCR. Um, and then, and see like, you know, a lot of people progress and, um, and help them through all, like all the ups and downs that you experience as an athlete. So nope. yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. So for, for the people, what were you going to ask? Oh, them? I was going to say you just, well, just this weekend, uh, yeah. one of your team, one of your team members just got first place yeah in the u.s national series so that's yeah. a good trophy to take home <laughs> well and at national uh what is it tahoe last year the national championship yeah she also took I home know. yep He's and then annie doobie took second no she was second at the world championships at the world and Champions. she was and she was second in most of the races in the u.s national series last year as well that's what it was yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. she is she on your team too she's on the team yeah unfortunately so annie um she i guess this was in was it january i think i think it was january she fell bouldering had a had a bad injury to her Mm -hmm. elbow and so wasn't able to race in in san luis obispo raced at big bear and did well um Mm -hmm. it was still very much like you know a comeback race for her like yeah kind of racing you know racing safely but but wasn't, wasn't like, hadn't regained full strength in her arm yet. And so I think like she was like pretty timid on, on some obstacles. Um, but with all all things considered, she ran an awesome race and then she went to, uh, Mexico and kind of this like lingering ankle injury, um, finally like kind of exploded. (laughs) And so, so right now she's, she's like dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah. For That's sure. So, I, I was oh, going to cool. say, no, I just remember we ran into um, Annie at Big Bear the day before when we were just kind of doing course scouting. 
and we were talking with her and we we're like, oh my gosh, you're back. And she's like, I am. I have no idea what my elbow is going to look like tomorrow. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember she was going in a little bit like, we'll see how the obstacles feel when we're unsure. Yeah. So definitely that yeah. one back. <laughs> first race back. Um, the proactiveness though, too, with the OCR dream team for the ladies is like, um, you know, after getting injured, would you say that you, that was something you had time to be able to work on? Like, would you say, <laughs> since you're like, I better go through my ACL, like this is, this is what I, this is my life now. Like, did you find yourself like having lots of time to be able to focus on that? Yeah, it was interesting. Cause uh, I obviously didn't, didn't plan that that way. Yeah, <laughs> I had right. already, had already started it and had started, um, elevate, which is, um, the women's community group that's kind of like associated with the team. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll put a lot more energy into this. <laughs> yeah. well, um, yeah. It's kind of good timing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's that. cool. It's like, it's cool to be able to still, you know, cheer for a lot of people in the sport, um, and feel like I'm still like connected and have like a role, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and it's been really awesome. Just also kind of like having like a separate community through that too, because, um, you know, all the, the girls in the team, like they're all really awesome people and they're really encouraging towards each other. And they've been like really encouraging towards me too. So, mm-hmm. um, like we're all, we're all friends and these aren't, it's not like they're really that much younger than me. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, some of them are, we have, we have Lily who's like 22, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, like you got a, a lot mother, of them, mother, are... Nic- mother Nicole out there, <laughs> yeah. mother Nicole, come here, children. Come here, come to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, and, and I mean, you know, like, and I fully expect like to come back to, to racing and to be, you know, like rubbing shoulders with like Emma and Annie and, <laughs> you know, like, um, you, they're, they're more, they're almost more like, you know, peers than anything because, yeah. um, yeah, they've, you know, done they've, they've accomplished so much and they're, they're also like, they're all adults, right? Like, um, so, so it's, it's, it's fun because it's really like a a special community too. It's great. That's cool. So for anyone listening on the podcast, cause the podcast is reaching globally right now, which has been really, really encouraging. Um, so for anyone who's maybe unfamiliar with dream team elevate, you kind of shared a little bit throughout this podcast just now, but in like a elevator pitch for those of them who are trying to put the pieces together. What, what is it? (laughs) So, so the OCR dream team is an elite development team for women in OCR. Um, and basically the idea is to try to support a small group of, of women in all ways an athlete needs support. So we have, um, we have all these expert leaders and we have, we have dietitians, we have, uh, mental performance coaches. We have coaches. Um, so grit coaching is, is one of the, one of our main coaches, um, who is like face standing, who's another obstacle, um, elite. Yep. Um, and then, uh, we have, and then we have support from inside tracker, which is blood testing, which is like super comprehensive and you can have like an inside look into what's going on in your body. Um, and then we have, other, other gear and nutrition support from honey singer and, and sir, um, and darn tough and, uh, and BJ shoes. And, um, I, 
don't want to forget someone. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, you didn't say my name. I like, yeah, but those are, um, those are at least I think the big ones. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We've got, uh, yeah, Pro Pro Tech and Athletic Brewing have also sent gear out, Creva, CBD. So um, there's, there's been a lot of companies that have really gotten on board with it and and been supportive. Um, And then I act as a mentor because I, I don't, I don't, I don't coach, but, um, I have learned a lot of things over the years. And so I'm, I'm there to just, um, help the athletes navigate like what the schedule they want to have for the year and, um, just kind of be like a sounding board and, and check in with the athletes and see Mm -hmm. if they need anything. And, um, which is like exactly the role that I want to have. I want, I want like, you know, the best, the best women experts to be dealing with all the things that they're good at. Um, and then, just be able to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) I love that so much because that's like what you created that you had this heart for this, uh, dream team and elevate this community and you wanted to be a mentorship and naturally what you have done also is create this mentorship, uh, kind of relationship with all these women who also have struggled with injury. And that's just kind of naturally. So you see it in both the, the ACL injury world that with women reaching out and you'd be like, Hey, I'm not going to just send you a text. Let's actually get on a call. And then you see you're doing it with the, the girls who are on your dream team. And it's just cool to see the overlap. It shows that that's just like the, a big part of Nicole is, is mentorship. And that's really cool. You don't see that often. There's oftentimes there's people, especially when you've reached success in the sport who are just un, like unreachable, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's hard to get a hold of them. It's hard to reach. It's, and so if more people could be that mentor role, mm-hmm. you'd see a lot more, I think, health in the um, athletic world not just OCR, but athletes just in general or athletics and sport in general, if more people would take the role of like, Hey, let me just like, let me be a loving person and mentor (laughs) you and answer questions and be a sounding board. Like, I think we would find, uh, just the mental stability in sport Mm -hmm. to be a lot more sound because people are supporting each other rather than just competing against each other. Yeah. Or tearing, totally. or, tearing yeah. or tearing each other down. Yeah. That too. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I think I, I do think it's like more of a reflection of the, the type of people I've had, I've been lucky to have in my life. And so yeah. it's, it's very easy to like turn around and do the same thing when like other people have done that for me as well. So yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. it wasn't exactly like, um, I I've definitely had like a lot of people help me in OCR too, but I, I will say like, I think the, the atmosphere almost was like kind of a, not tense, but (laughs) you know, like, like it was a really competitive scene when I first started and, um, and everyone, you know, like I, like I'm friends with, with Lindsay and friends with Rhea and friends with, with Faye and and all those girls that were like, you know, like kind of the, that core group that was, that was was racing in like, especially like 2016 to 18 kind of time. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely like, it was very, very competitive. We're all kind of like about the same age, about the same kind of like background. Um, and I feel like we're all kind of trying to figure it out at the same time. Um, and there wasn't, there wasn't that many, like, like, like there wasn't like an older kind of like generation 
that was still really racing then. Yeah. Um, it was kind of just like all of us. And, and so kind of, yeah, I mean, I, one, I, I, I saw like the potential of like kind of being that for the, for like the people coming in. Wow. Um, cause I plan to be here for a while. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. and then, and then also, you know, um, just looking at the women's sport in general and, and knowing that it's, it's hard to get into the sport for women. It's hard to like stay in the sport. It's hard to like, you know, navigate injury, like maybe, maybe like I could have a role in really like building the women's sport more too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, that's that so much. kind of the passion. Oh, I, I might need to join the dream team. <laughs> so far the top girl has been beating me in the race. Okay. But I do remember not okay. that is true. That is true. Chris roasted you this weekend, didn't she? <laughs> oh. oh man. I'm getting dusted by these dream team girls, man. Just lay off the mentoring a little bit until yeah, <laughs> speed up a little bit. <laughs> He's getting beat by these girls, man. And they start a minute you, after me. You did show up. <laughs> you did show up to uh, Nicole's shakeout run and talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, well, that, so was you, me, that was me trying to get on the team. To be yeah. Even yeah. you're like, I so <laughs> what's really funny is that, um, Mark Batchus was there. So that's okay. my, yeah, he was there too. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, we all, we all went or m- most of the team went to, um, the San Luis Obispo race and I went as well. Um, and we all like, we all like stayed together. Um, and, and, but it was funny because, um, Johnny is like kind of notorious for like having like last minute plans. And so, <laughs> Kind of the last minute, he like ended up staying at um at the house we're at. So we were at my boyfriend Chris, like his his family's house, and yeah. and so so the last second, Johnny like Johnny was like gonna just stay like a night, and then he would then basically he ended up staying the whole time. So it was yep. it was like it was like the team and Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, the joke gosh. is like that Johnny's the manager. <laughs> is he actually? No, no he's not actually the joke is like he's like oh, he's you know me. like the team water boy boy or water something boy. <laughs> That's so i feel like i do remember seeing stories between a few of your guys' stories of the san luis Bispo house and then i feel like i do remember seeing johnny and johnny <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well uh yeah yeah, i think uh it's great it's awesome to see uh that you know to sum up the story is out of injury uh it gave you time to build this team and it's kind of something that's been like in your heart for a while and now uh, it's cool to see the community being built i think it's inspiring i actually had the opportunity to talk with uh talk with Robert Killian for a couple minutes in Utah and he was there his ankles all like huge right oh now. no yeah he, yeah he twisted it on something but um he ended up doing like one of the the sprint or something like that but um we were talking and he was just like I think it he said something about the dream team he said it's like it's really cool what Nicole's got going on and uh, hopefully I'm not speaking for him too early but he's 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 thought about ideas of like putting something together also on the men's side yeah men's side. and i'm like yeah. oh hey you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get a little faster i gotta be able to beat the dream team girls in order to join that team you know <laughs> so it might take a long time <laughs> that just goes to show you how fiercely fast and just good athletes 
the women are. Or just, just how good a coach Nicole is. She's not a coach. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, 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 the good coaches are, are grit coaching and Nell Rojas. Oh, <laughs> there you my go. bad. She's just the mentor. A very <laughs> good mentor. Mother, mother Nicole. <laughs> Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, they're phenomenal athletes and and just really great people too. That was like kind of one of the the stipulations was like also like bringing on on women who also had a heart for encouraging other people yeah. and you know wanting to be like good teammates and yeah. um would really like align with our mission too. So really good. Yeah. Um how do you Oh, I, I just had two thoughts sure, <laughs> in a split second. One, you saying that like being encouraging just made me think back to the Tahoe footage and Emma and I think it was Emma and Rhea at first. Oh was yeah. Rhea at first, Maybe right? so. Yeah. And they were coming down. I think they're at the bottom of the hill on the last sandbag carry and Emma's coming down and Rhea's coming up. I think it was Rhea. I think and it might've been Annie. Oh, they- was it Annie? Or Annie. Because okay, maybe it was Annie then. Yeah, Annie was second there. Yeah. Okay, so then maybe it was Annie. Um, either way, she. But all, but Ray is also amazing and super encouraging. I love her. No, it was <laughs> Emma that was encouraging whoever was chasing her. So Annie yeah. or, or Ray. Yeah. Just, Come on, let's go. Come get yeah. me. Come get me. You got it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my. Emma, Emma have you guys have you talked to her? Me. Emma is. I've never met her. And I she. Have. Like often I'm like, you, you should, you should lead this team. <laughs> like you're already like, you're already faster and like stronger and like, <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, a su- super sweet and encouraging person. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see where she goes with this because she just started and she's killing yeah. Yeah, so, so what's funny about Emma is that she, so she, she's, she's been a runner you know, for, for quite a while and she, yeah. she's, I, w- I would say dabbled in trail running before. Um, and when I say dabbled, she's on, she's been on the Canadian mountain running national team before. So oh, she's, okay. she's had a lot of trail success as well, but for some Dabble. reason, I think because like, you know, she, she made the team and she raced overseas, but then like, she kind of focused on being a firefighter and then COVID happened like yeah. somewhere along the way, like people didn't pick up on who Emma was. And yeah. so like we're, we're at broken arrow and she's, you know, she's like in a solid second place, um, on the VK yeah. and the announcers are like, we don't know who this is. Yep. I, uh, and yeah. And so, um, so it's really funny because they were, they ended up calling her like, oh, well, you know, the first thing they found out about her was like, oh, she's, she's done obstacle racing before. And so like, oh, they, they called her an obstacle racer, which is just so funny because, like that's, you know, she, she was, she was actually a trail runner first and then she came oh. over to OCR and she's still so new in OCR too, yeah. but like, that's what they, that's all, that's the only thing they knew about her. Um, yeah. and so anyways, that's, that's all to say she's, she's an excellent trail runner and, yeah. and, um, she just, you know, like the world is her oyster. Like she can go and she right. could race overseas and like do very well in the sky running series or yeah. like the Solomon yeah. golden trail series. And so I think like, it'll be very exciting to see like what she's drawn to and what she ends up wanting to do. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense why she's just kind of destroying the OCRC uh, scene yeah. now. Mm-hmm. having all that background. Cause you can't, you can't join a uh, endurance um, sport and just kill it off the bat. Like it takes time to build up that, like aerobic that aerobic yeah. base. And so that makes sense. But yeah. yeah having that history with her. That's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Nicole, thank you 
so much for just sharing and being so open about your journey uh, physically and mentally going through uh, just this last year and mm -hmm. season. Um, it's very encouraging, very inspiring. And for people, I hope that people that have been or are going through an injury listen to this and are encouraged as well. You know, it's, uh, it's cool to hear people that have made it to the top and have also had to have resilience in the journey of that, you know? Yeah. Um, like you said, not enough people are talking about stuff that goes like this deep. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it can be really helpful for a lot of people, not just in running sport, but in sport in general, you know? Yeah. So you killed it. Thank you so much. Well, um, thank you. Yeah, I think yeah. it's fun. Uh, you guys, anyone listening right now, it's very fun to follow Nicole <laughs> and her story. <laughs> Uh, she's always doing something cool. So uh, what's the best way for people to stay in touch with you or if they want to reach out about advice or anything like that? Um, yeah, Instagram is where I'm definitely the most active on social media. Mm -hmm. um, and that's probably the best way to reach me too. If you send Sweet. me a message, sometimes they get lost in the um, yeah the purgatory mm -hmm. for a little bit, but I, yeah. I typically get to them eventually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, and yeah, especially anyone who's going through ACL issues, I'm more than happy to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I, there's also a, a dream team Instagram and an elevate Instagram. Oh, cool. Um, and there's an elevate Facebook now. Hey. Yeah, cool. So yeah. Is that a private page? It's a private page, but I think it's searchable. It should be. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then if for dream team, what does that look like? Do you choose people? Is there like a, a section where people can apply for it and within these dates or what does that look like? If the last, like yeah, the last two years we've done applications, um, like at the end of December or early January. Uh -huh. Um, I don't know if we're going to do that this year or, um, maybe like a different method, but uh -huh. mm -hmm. that's, um, yeah. So, so we'll probably not, not really have anything about that until like, you know, like November, probably announce something. Um, cool. but we have a, a website, uh, it's www.ocrdreamteam.com. And you can cool. just, you can just look and see like who all of like the experts are that we, ha that we have, um, and like all the athletes bios are up there and the brands that we work with. So, if you're interested in, in like, you know, if you need a dietitian, like Kylie yeah. and Corinna are awesome. Um, that's who we use. Um, that's cool. so yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. That's rad. You know, we love that. That's, that's what woven is about dietitian, nutrition, psychology, physical therapy, weaving all that together. So yeah, <laughs> we support the dream team. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome.